Tables turned, lessons learned, my best look. You jump sides on me, now you're about to meet Westbrook. Oh, here goes. And welcome to the 93rd episode of Throwback Hoops. Woody V is back on the mic. And as usual, please follow the show on YouTube and wherever you listen to our podcast. And as always, I'm back joining my main man, Robbie Clayton. What's good, man? Yo, what's up? Um, what was your name again? My name, my name, oh man, I, I can't remember, I can't remember, bro. <laughs> it's been so long, mate, yeah, and um, no, it's great to have you back, mate, as much as we've loved having these special guests um, for the last four episodes, actually, I've kept things going in your absence, hopefully I've done an okay job, but um, no, it's awesome to have you back, mate, how was, um, how was the trip? Yeah, it was good, before I get in that, I'll just give a shout out to Kendrick Lamar, I just represent, uh, I just referenced The Heart Part 4, one of his tracks where he referenced West, Russell Westbrook, so I just got to, to call that out, but the trip was awesome, brother, uh, I managed to go to a multiple country, so Holland, Wales, England, uh, Frankfurt, Germany, uh, and India. So, and to see family, you know, uh, watch the World Cup, a, a cricket World Cup, a great event was was amazing, man. But um, yeah, it's just good to be back home after after a month away, brother. Thanks, well, thanks for. Well, I felt like we've asked a lot of our um, special guests the last few weeks, but you might as well say it as well. How was your your party of the century, your fortieth, right? Because you literally had the party and you flew out the next day overseas, well, it's right? Unreal, man. Just to have everyone together. Um, obviously, all all, all, the, all the guest hosts. Over the last four weeks, were present at that yep. party of mine, so it was really nice to have them there. Uh, you know, hundred plus people attended. I couldn't ask for a better day. Thanks for doing all the MCing duties, man. You, you were unreal, you and you and Lala. So uh, I really appreciate that. Shout so, out to Lala. And rumors are you haven't even opened your presents yet. You might be opening them in a few days. It's nice. That's exciting. Yeah, I just got back. Um, you know, a couple of days ago, man. So I haven't had a chance yet. So they're all locked up at my mom and dad's house. So uh, nice. we will. Uh, we will. Uh, um, I'll open them on the weekend, right? Very cool. All right, all right. Hey, one thing before we get into it, man. I got, mm. I got, I got to tell you something that really grinds grinds my gears. Well, you got a rant to start the okay. show. Yeah? We are okay. So let's talk all about right. it. The starters have talked about <laughs> it. You know, the, the the no dunks guys have talked about it. Plain etiquette, bro. So we're mm. gonna go on this big trip, right? We're gonna go to Atlanta, L.A. We're gonna go to Vegas, right? And you're a big guy, right? You know, a tall guy, a tall man. What are your thoughts on people putting their seat in economy class all the way back, all the way back? You think that's fair? You think there's an unwritten law that people should put it only a little way back? Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely one of those unwritten rules. I think you should almost, you should probably ask the person behind you if that's okay if you do it. Potentially when they turn all the lights off in the cabin, maybe that's the time to do it there, but not like the whole time when people are eating and doing other sort of stuff like that. But um, I'm gathering that um, that annoyed you on your trip. Yeah. Unbelievably. And Indians, man, I love Indians. I'm Indian myself, but they've got no <laughs> sense of... Uh, um, you know, manners, right? They're, they're, they're all like just pushing to get into the line first. So the guy sitting in front of me, he puts his seat back straight away when I get in, right up in my face, right? And I'm respectful, there's an old woman behind me, right? So I'm not going to put my seat back, you know? I've got the smallest bit of room. The, the air hostess comes and says, listen, man, you've got to have your seat, seat upright for takeoff, right? Mm. So he does it. The minute the, play, the, the seat bell sign goes off, he puts <laughs> his seat back again. And then they come in to serve us meals and meals and stuff, bro, right? You can't eat. You know, you only got to tuck your elbows in when you're eating, you know, on, on those planes with your, with your seat right back in your face. And she's like, look, we're having meal service now, right? And she puts it back up. So um, I just think there's a little bit of etiquette there that you can put it back a little, little bit, not the whole way back. And then you also ask for ask the person behind you yeah. if that's all right with them. It's just respect to do that, right? 
I'm sure we've got that to look forward to for our big trip next year. But now, nah, fair call, fair call. I heard you booked the seats right at the front, though, right for us on one of the one of the. Well, rooms. one of the flights we've got some like kind of exit row, extended room sort of thing. And um, you know how much I've been doing the planning. I actually booked some some tickets today um to see the new look LA Clippers. We'll probably talk a little bit about it in the show. But yeah, um, I'm I'm on countdown mode now, mate. It's still quite a few months away, but anyway, it's something to look forward to. Awesome, man. Really looking forward to it. Okay, so enough of my rant. Without a further ado, let's get into it, man. As always, let's let's kick off the show with our jerseys for the day. So what you got for us? Sounds good. But look, again, I did think about doing an NBL theme. I was going to do a Wildcats jersey, but I'm a little bit annoyed with them at the moment, yeah, so I don't no. Blame you. I don't blame yeah. you, man. So I've got a pretty random one today. I've got a double Brooklyn Nets um, sort of jersey today. So um, you know the one I'm wearing today, Woods? You know this is a very random one that I've wanted to wear, you know, the whole time on the show. We're now up to episode 93, so I'm rocking it. But before I talk a little bit about this one, I'll just talk about the one that's hanging up. So no, it's not a Patty Mills jersey, even though it's the same number eight that Patty Mills wore. Um, it's a Darren Williams, Black Adidas Nets jersey. So um, kind of a name that I think everyone's forgotten, right, Woods? Um, and just a little bit about him, if people have forgotten Mr. Williams there. So 12 seasons in the NBA after getting drafted out of Illinois by the Jazz at pick three in the 05 draft. Uh, went on to play with the Jazz, Nets, Mavs, and Cavs. Um, look, before retiring due to injuries, and let's be honest, Woods, pretty much a massive drop-off in form as well from someone that had been so damn good. Um, still had a really great resume, three-time All-Star, two-time All-NBA, second, uh, two-time All-NBA second team, um, won a couple of gold medals representing the US. Um, and look, I'm sure you remember, Woods, for several years, he was in that regular fan discussion of who you would prefer out of him and Chris Paul. Um, and I, for one, was definitely on team um, Darren Williams there. I wasn't, I'm still not a fan of Chris Paul, as you know. Um, so um, it was one of those drafts as well. So I wasn't so high, however, on the guy that was drafted one pick after Bogut and one pick before the two gun point guards. None other than Marvin Williams, who our Hawks took at pick number two before these two amazing point guards. So for those that probably don't remember Marvin Williams, I don't blame you. Um, he was nothing more than pretty much a role player. Um, you know, someone that ended up having a longer sort of career, but, you know, considering we could have had Williams or Chris Paul, that's definitely a draft pick that still haunts me a little bit now. So um, Williams is still only 39 years of age, currently involved in MMA and boxing. So a little bit of a blast from the past. Um, now I'm going to show you the one that I'm, I'm wearing. This is an, an absolute custom jersey. They weren't selling this one on the store there. And um, shout out to all that Filipino fans for this one too, right? I love this guy. That's a great classic jersey. A Brooklyn Zero Andre Blash jersey. Uh, how did that? Had a solid NBA career, but again, like Darren Williams, a little bit faded out and really left the league much quicker than we expected, right? hundred percent, yeah. This is when it comes to, to random jerseys, Woods. This is up on, on the list. This one there, you know, I've always sort of liked this one. I've worn this one to a Kings game once and got comments and some random looks and stuff like that. But um, a little bit on Mr. Blatch. So I'm rocking his white Adidas Brooklyn Nets jersey. Um, played nine seasons in the NBA after getting drafted out of high school um, by the Wizards at pick 49 in the 05 draft. So had a pretty solid career for pick number 49 um played with the wizards and nets um before he finished his career in china as well as becoming a naturalized citizen of the philippines in 2014 um he represented their national team on several occasions. Um, he was also involved in the infamous brawl with the Boomers in 2018, which I'm sure 
you remember as well there, Woods. Um, so, um, look, Blatch probably didn't live up to his complete potential there. Um, he was one of those guys that would feature in, you know, Shaq and the Fool type things there. Um, he's also known for being um, shot. He was actually carjacked three months after being drafted, um, shot, and actually, you know, lucky to, to, to survive that sort of shooting there. Um, so definitely no accolades or awards for Mr. Blatch there, Woods. Um, but, look, he did have career averages of 10 points, five rebounds, and a career high of 36 points. So definitely someone that was, you know, could definitely um, play the game. Um, and you know someone that I really liked. Um, I just, you know, I really liked the big man. He had plenty of skills there. But, um, yeah, what were your memories of, of Andre Blatch? I just remember him being a, uh, you know, player at the end of the bench, not getting much court time, and then one season he just blew up, and then he had backed yeah. it up. I think it was maybe day two thousand. I think he averaged nearly seventeen a game that season. or something yeah, you're talking think, about. Yeah, no, I think he started off at maybe nine or ten, and then worked his mm. way up, and then I think his highest he was about seventeen and eight rebounds, and um, he was a fantasy beast as well in that year. I remember. Mm-hmm. So I think um, I picked him up off the waiver wire one year, so no, I was, I was pretty pleased with that. But I really liked his. Um, effervescent personality. He played with passion, um, and I, I, I liked. Um I like, I like what he brought to the table. Yeah. And what about Darren Williams? I know you would have been team Chris Paul when it came to those comparisons, but he was a baller back in the day, he wasn't was he? He was a baller, man. I really like Utah, especially on the Jerry Sloan team. Right. Love D. Will, man. Well, even even uh, the Brooklyn version of D. Will was solid. Yeah. You know, he faded out really quickly. I'll tell you a funny story about a, a, a girl who came out not too long ago and, and told a story about D. Will when he was at college, right? Mm. Apparently, there's a couple of girls who they thought D-Will was real cute, right? And um, uh, one of them went up to D-Will and said, Hey, D-Will, uh, Duran, my friend wants to make out with you. And you know what Duran Williams said? What's that? He said, Yo, Duran Williams doesn't like to make out with bitches. He likes to do another expletive. The <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. And I'm like, oh man, this guy had a bit of ego, right? He thought no, he was all he right, right? He probably had his pick of anyone going back then as well, didn't he? But um, yeah, he was an interesting guy, wasn't it? It does seem like he faded out. I was looking at that and like Cleveland. I cannot picture him wearing a Cleveland jersey. I think that was only a, uh, maybe a half a season there with the Cavs. But yeah, interesting nevertheless. Well, at least he stayed in competitive um, sport and, and and whatnot since. And yeah, um, and uh, yeah, he can look back on his career fondly. Is he a Hall of Famer? Ooh, now that is a tough one, isn't it? What did I say? A three-time All-Star? Ooh, he, that, that is a good one. I'd say probably not. Um, you know, we always do that Mitch um, Richmond test there. Mitch Richmond did end up a champion there, probably played more All-Star games. So I'd say probably not, which is a shame, isn't it, given how well he started his career. I think he had a couple of 50-point games as well, maybe playing for Utah. And yeah, that's a, that's a good question, actually, one that um, yeah we could probably talk about at a later date. Um, before you get into yours, are you rocking new headphones as well tonight? What's the go? Yeah, is man, that okay, a- there's one birthday <clears throat> present I did to Ooh, you. very nice. Did very actually, nice. Did actually open. This is from my wife, right? She's like, yeah, you know, um, yeah, get you a new pair of them Dre Beats. So you like them? They're looking good. Yeah, right? they look good. They yeah, look, look good. good with the jersey and the hat, right? Yeah. yeah. Why don't you tell everyone about this um, this jersey, which is a bit of a special one, right? I'll stand up, man. <clears throat> cool. So what's the stand up? We're in the number 12, Washington Wizards, Xavier Cooks jersey. You guessed it. There is a Xavier Cooks jersey. Looks good, Woods. Speaking of presents, um, I'm wearing two presents today, not just my mm. headphones. Who got me this jersey? I think it might have been the MC of your party there. Yeah, I, I <laughs> custom ordered that one for you, didn't I? So I'm glad it all arrived in time and that, but um, didn't quite work out how we planned, did it, for this one? It didn't. And like you look at the Wizards today and how much they lost by the release Xavier Cooks. So obviously, unless you've been living under a rock, everyone, all of our listeners will know that Xavier Cooks was re- released you know, from his contract. Now, he signed a... Uh, a, a guaranteed contract for this year and, and an overall deal that was non-guaranteed for up to four years. Mm. My question to you is, 
why commit to this guy? You know, bring him in your summer league, bring him in for the last 12 games of last season on a long-term, potentially a long-term deal, only to waive him at the start of the season. Do you reckon maybe that lack of shot of his was a real deal breaker once they tried to get him in and just they needed more than that, you know, defensive hustle and rebounding that? Maybe he just wasn't showing any progression with his shot. I don't know, I'm only speculating there. But yeah, it was a surprise, wasn't it? You know, the Jack White one, I don't think that was a big surprise. But the fact that, you know, Cooks had signed this deal and I thought he actually had some signs as well in those games late last year. And with a team this year that's probably not trying to win either, so... I don't see the problem in just keeping him on the roster. Look at some of the names on that Wizards roster this year, mm. right? I'm like, they, they passed up on X, right? And uh, yeah. I think he could have actually given them some tenacity, some grit. You know, he's an experienced, he's actually an experienced head on that young roster, despite only yeah. being new to the NBA. Uh, hey, he was solid in the World Cup as well, right? Yeah. So surely there would have been some eyes on him then. So, yeah, it is a shame. And he's now kind of in limbo, isn't he? You know, the NBL's, what, six weeks in, the NBA started now, Europe sort of teams are set. So you wonder where he'll actually end up um, to play this season. I think he will get an opportunity in the NBA at some stage, maybe the mm. back half of this season. I would think that staying around in the G League like Jack White might be a good option for him. Because, you know, a 10-day might come forward. Where's, turn where's guys over. like Chase Buford and um, who's the coach that the Kings had before them? Is he still around? Are they maybe some connections there? Is it Houston? Yeah. Is, where's Chase Buford? I don't even know where yeah, he's actually at now. Sure, so you wonder if those guys, if anyone could vouch for someone like Cooks, it could be the coach that, you know, coached into a, you know, an MVP type season or an MVP season there. So. Kind of what, what happened with Jason Jay Sean Tate there with um, yeah. Weaver, right? So yeah, yeah, true. Uh, he's Chase Buford. Hmm. Did Weaver coach him as well for a season? Or? You know, I don't think so. Not okay, might have been a bit pre that, yeah. yeah. But yeah, fingers crossed he does find a home because I, I think he deserves a shot there for sure. So Chase isn't doing, hasn't got a job yet since he left mm, the Kings, so I'm not sure he's, what he's up to. Yeah. Um, all right, anyway, without a further ado, let's get into it, man. A lot to talk about, right? Mm, we do. Um, now, um, I turned up to record this episode today with you, right? I was ready. I'd been away for four weeks. <laughs> People weren't 100% sure where in the world I was. And you know what he said to me? He said, Woody, pack your bags, go home, right? I'm talking about James Harden being sent home at the airport when he mm. walked up to play his first game this, 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 this season. And he was demanding a trade to the Clippers. Um, and we were wondering if that would happen. And um, today it, it actually happened. So just to quickly take you through the trade um, before you want to comment on it. The, the yeah. Philadelphia 76ers have traded James Harden, P.J. Tucker, and Philippe Petrosev to the Los Angeles Clippers. Um, and in exchange, the Sixers will re- receive Marcus Morris, Nick Batum, Robert Covington, K.J. Martin, multiple draft picks, and a pick swap. And actually, Danny Green was actually waived by the mm. Sixers to make room for this trade. So speak on it, man. Speak on it. Well, mate, talk about hot off the press. So, yeah, it's Tuesday the 31st. Happy Halloween to everyone out there that's a fan of such things. Um, it literally happened less than three hours ago, this trade. I think I might have broke the, the news on our um, some of our many sort of threads we've got there. Um, it just came out a, a Woj, basically Woj, while I'm saying Harden had been traded. It was about two in the morning um, uh, over in the east in America there. So people were trying to find out who it was, and you've obviously said those names there. Look, I've got to say, um, Clippers did okay. They didn't give up too many draft picks. They didn't give up Terrence Mann, who they pretty much said was untouchable in these Harden trades. Um, I know a, a brother of mine um, that will be very happy about Morris being traded because he absolutely couldn't stand that bloke. Um, yeah. You're giving up someone like Batum, who's, you know, he's still a decent role player, but his best days are well behind him. And Robert Collington, I think people are... Uh, 
If people are excited about him going to Philly, they haven't seen him play the last few years. He's dropped off a cliff lately, that guy. Seriously, he's, his D isn't as good. His shot's very unreliable. And the guy's you know, got to be you know, early 30s now. So I think you've probably seen the best of Rocco there. Um, but, yeah, I think the, the Clippers did all right. I think the PJ Tucker one's a sneaky little addition there. The fact that they haven't had to give, you know, uh, you know multiple draft picks to get someone like this back um, is exciting. We should say as well, Woods, the very first game of NBA that I'll be attending, and I actually hooked up some tickets today, is none other than the Clippers at home playing Philadelphia. So it's going to be Harden's first game against his old team there. So looking forward to that one. We know Kawhi will probably sit out that game, but hopefully we'll see the other. The big four they've got now, right? So hopefully we'll see a couple of those big four. But what's your thoughts on that? The big four. We've got Russell Westbrook, James Harden, Paul George, and Kawhi Leonard. That's pretty solid, right? Well, we know James Harden is a difficult personality to deal with. You know, we've seen that with Mm. Houston. We've seen that with Brooklyn and obviously with with the 76ers, right? But what you have um, at the Clippers is you've got Tyron Lue, who's a... It's probably a, a good coach for him, someone who knows how to manage big personalities. Mm-hmm. Then you've got Russell Westbrook, who's a longtime friend of his. They, they have history going way back to ta- the times at OKC. Um, and, and, you know, a, a sneaky good acquisition there is P.J. Tucker as well, coming, coming along. I know he's at the end of his career, but you've got those big superstars. You need someone who'll be the glue guy, do a little bit of that dirty work. So I think the Clippers have actually sneakily done well getting P.J. Tucker over, over there in that trade. So I'm excited yeah. to see um, what the future holds. Obviously, um, if, if the likes of Kawhi and, uh, um, and Paul George take some time off or have some injury issues, they've got mm. two other really good guys there that can step up in their absence and keep the boat, um, you know, keep the ship sailing in the, in, in the meantime. So that's yeah. going to be huge for them, right? I think good they managed to hold on to um, Zubac as well. I think he's an important player there if you're getting deep into these playoff rounds. He's a big physical center there that can rebound yeah. and block shots. So good didn't point. have to give up him, didn't give up Terrence Mann, who's kind of, I still feel like we're, we're waiting for that breakout season for him. I'm not sure if it will happen playing behind all these guns there, but he's someone that on his day, and especially if some of these guys are you know, injured or sitting out games that can put up some numbers there. So I think they've done pretty well. And look, I think if you look at the Philadelphia situation, they didn't have a choice, did they, Woods? They had to do this trade now. So um, Harden's got his own way again. This will be his fourth team since 2021, which is just remarkable, isn't it? Um, yeah, he got his way again. He forced his way out pretty much to the team that he wanted to go. So that's the modern-day NBA, I guess, right? Um, yeah. Well, here's a, here's a take for you real quickly, man. What do you think about Harden starting with Terrence Mann, Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, and Zubak? And Westbrook moving to the bench. You know, that well, could be are, are you going to be the one to tell Westbrook that? Or? No, I'm not going to tell him no, that. No, I don't right? want to tell he's, him either. He's got, he's got a, a right attitude now. After he went to Lakers and, you know, he was willing to accept that role, I think that could be better for this team because that will give that second unit a little bit What better. about Harden playing that six-man role? Like he sort of embraced those early days in OKC. I mean, he was a great six-man coming off the bench. Those fear the beard sort of early seasons there. I mean, I don't know whether his ego will stand for that as well, but, geez, wouldn't that be a good player to come on and really handle the ball and, you know, sort of facilitate the offense and everything. Do you want to tell Harden that? No, I don't either. No. <laughs> let's, just, let's just start both of them, right? For sure, for sure. But I'm excited to see how it plays out. Really exciting. Yeah. Um, the Western Conference changes shape here right away, right? So, Big time, yeah. All right, all right. So let's move on, man. I want to talk a little bit about the rookies and what you've seen so far mm. this year. Obviously, Wemby's been... You know, he's been up and down. I think he's been impressive enough. Yeah. Uh, we've talked about uh, offline. We've talked about Scoot Henderson's struggles. Talk to me. Is there any other rookies that have stood out for you? What do you think about the aforementioned two? 
Well, I'll talk about those two in a sec. Brandon Miller's the one for me that oh, I probably I that. probably I notice him. I've, I've got him on a couple of my fantasy teams, so I have oh, noticed Brandon him. Miller. He's a yeah. really good three-point shooter. He's been very consistent in the game so far. I watched the whole game against the Hawks, and he was a real spark for them. They got the win over the Hawks there. So he's been a plus for me. Um, obviously, the Dallas, the big man, has been looking pretty good. Um, yep. Yeah, Wemby's been solid. I mean, I think he's going to – it's hard on the Spurs, right? You know, they don't have a great team. We saw him go down by 40 to the Clippers yesterday, so that's going to impact numbers and that. I know we – like you said, we did talk a little bit about Scoot. He has been a bit disappointing for me. Um, he's really, his shot hasn't looked good. I think he's probably got about as many turnovers as he does assists. Looked a little bit better today in their win, but yeah, he's still got a way to go. And I think they're probably lucky they've got someone like Brogdon um, playing there. But um, yeah, I mean, look, it's, it's early days. I think all those guys have only played in the three or four games. But yeah, it's great to have that buzz around a, a pretty good rookie class this year, right? Yeah, definitely. You speak of Brandon Miller, he was mic'd up today on the game and I was listening to him. He just seems like an all-round good guy, mm. great attitude, um, and a guy who can rebound the ball as well and, yep. and stroke it. So I really like what he brings to the table. And Charlotte's going to be a fun league pass team to watch. Yeah. Team, I'm telling you, right? I'm not just saying that because I beat the Hawks, but those guys play, right? That big Mark yeah. Williams is decent. Gordon Love Hayward's it. looked pretty good so far as well. He's DJ looking back Washington, to the... Man, yeah, Washington you know, good like, ball. Uh, yeah, yeah like, no, they've got an interesting team, don't they? So, yeah. For me, it's the Thompson Twins, man. Mm. Why don't you tell the audience a little bit about the documentary we just watched quickly before I get into it? Yeah, right? so the Overtime Elite was a Paramount... It's on Paramount, I think. Um, it's on, uh, it's on uh, Amazon Prime, yeah? Amazon. Of course, if you don't want to pay for those streaming services, you just download a torrent like I do. But, um, yeah, really interesting show, wasn't it? It was a little documentary on the Overtime Elite. Um, Alex Sarr got a couple of highlights on there. It was pretty much all about the Thompson twins. Um, how many ex-sort of guys we know, right? You know, Damien Wilkins, Dominic's brother, is the general yeah. manager. Um, we yeah. saw a guy like Ryan Gomes, one of the coaches. Um, who else is there, right? There's a couple of other guys um, that sort of had played in the league and everything that were sort of on that documentary. But, yeah, I recommend that. It was a good watch. I thought over time elite, but yeah, the Thompson twins have, um, have certainly got some talent, don't they? I can't tell them apart. I've no idea which one's which, but yeah. Look, Asar and Amen. One of them's a much better playmaker than the other, mm. uh, and the other one does all the dirty work. But these guys have put up great numbers, man. Uh, I think. Yeah. A man or a size got about 32 rebounds in the first three games. Mm. One of them had five blocks in the first game. So, I mean, yep. both of them on Houston and Detroit, correct? If, uh, yeah, but they're right. Yep. Houston and Detroit, yep. man. Love what they're bringing to the table so far. And I think, um, go watch the documentary. And they were highly touted um, to be lottery picks and that they would be ready to make an impact right away in the league. You've got these wing guys that can fly around, um, do all the different things on the court. Um, yeah. It really bodes well in, in, in the league. So uh, I've been really excited to watch those two if you. No, absolutely. Agreed. Yeah. All right, man. I got my Hawks hat on. We haven't done Hawks <laughs> talk in a while. Two wins in two days. Okay. We always play good against Milwaukee. Mm. Big win against Milwaukee uh, yesterday. And then your Minnesota, your Minnesota Timberwolves, you're very high on. Um, mm. Are you still high on them after today? Well, I am. They look good for half a game. Shout out to Nas Reed, who's been looking pretty good so far in the first week. Got 26 a couple of days ago. Um, but yeah, look, I wasn't too concerned after we had that 0-2 start. Like you yeah. said, I've been saying for a good couple of seasons now we match up well against Milwaukee. I don't know, Double O on Yekra Kongu always seems to play well against Giannis. Um, Trey was good against Milwaukee even when a you know good defender like Holiday was there. We managed to shut out Dame Lillard in that game. Got to say, was I watched all four Hawks games from start to finish there. Loving our depth. Um, oh, I can kind of see why they got rid of John Collins now. It just um, frees up more minutes for two younger guys there in Sadiq Bay and Jalen Johnson. Jalen Johnson's been oh. really good. You know I've been high on this guy for a while now, right? Um, I think he's really turned the corner. He's in, in contention for most improved, I think. I know it's only four games, but his role there, the fact that he can play at both ends, I mean, they were playing him on um, on Rudy Gobert for a couple of you know uh, possessions today as well, so he can guard pretty much four positions out there. Um, yeah, DJ 
Dejounte today, right? Your boy Dejounte Murray with man. a career high. Oh, yeah, he was on fire, right? Yeah, and that's it. I think Trey's still got some room to grow. Look, his shooting percentage has been a little bit down, but he's looked better. His confidence has been up the last few games, and really good to see, right? Um, you know, they were looking pretty. I think they might have been down about twenty against the T Wolves today, and then came right. back and a big run there. So yeah, exciting. Paddy Mills hasn't seen the floor yet, which is a little bit disappointing, though. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm surprised about that. Look, they've gone with the nine-man rotation. Basically, mm. basically Bay, Okongwu, Bogdanovich, and really, AJ Griffin gets you know a few spot minutes here. And yeah. It's really an eight-man rotation. So I think yep. Paddy might not play unless we see an injury. But it's good good thing that you, you bring up the, the whole John Collins um, leaving for Utah. I think the front office saw that Jalen Johnson was ready to take the next 100%, step. Right? 100%. And we're seeing that come to fruition. And what an athlete he is. I mean, some of those highlights that we've seen already, they're, they're going to be some of the best dunks of the year by the end of the year already, right? Yeah, that dunk on, I'm trying to think who it was against now, the one on the weekend when he dunked over a couple of guys there was yep. just huge Ooh. there. Um, yeah, he's putting on highlight real plays every game. So, yeah, really like him. He's probably still a guy that not a lot of casual fans would know. But Jalen Johnson, put on a Hawks game and, and check the guy out. I really like it how he catches the ball, you know, in the open floor. He's able to put put the ball on the floor, take it to the rack, and and, and go downhill and attack. Man, it's it's yeah. impressive, right? For sure a guy is. his size with that kind of skill set, yeah. Um, I think obviously working on a shot is something he needs to do, but yeah. he's, the 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 potential and, and the room for growth is extremely high there, right? No, absolutely. And we will be getting out to Atlanta, obviously, to watch a few games. You, I know you're really excited about that. Yeah, so look, I'm sure we'll talk about this one or, or ten times over the next few months. Yeah. But first Hawks game, we're going to see Hawks play against Portland. So, yeah, okay. The next two games are seeing Hawks-Milwaukee and Hawks-Boston. So the two teams have the highest win predictions for the season. So I'm so pumped to be seeing those. You can imagine that um, State Farm Arena crowd against a team like Boston will be absolutely going nuts. They've got a really good crowd these days, the Hawks. They're selling out nearly all their games and very loyal and loud crowd there. So they're going to be some great great games there yeah just can't wait to, to make that first appearance on the the hawks um hawks uh, court well not on the court but near the court anyway for sure man looking forward to looking forward. before we move on to the nbl any other nba headlines or anything you want to bring up quickly well for me just some of these big individual scores we've had um it's interesting as well i think we've only got two undefeated teams um i've got to say shout out to the mavs right started off three and oh luke has been amazing so i sort of said oh maybe luca might not make that first all nba team this year strictly because i didn't think their record would be that good but they're three and oh and it looked really good. Tim Hardaway Jr. shooting really well. Um, I think Kyrie's look pretty settled and, and um, the big fella inside Lively's been been decent. Um, just some of these big individual scores there. We've seen Curry go for 40 plus in a couple of games. Um, we saw Jalen Brunson hit eight threes against the Hawks and big shout out to my boy Zach Levine Woods who got his career high 51. And zero assists. I was going to say that. So <laughs> Zach, Le- Zach Levine has played four four games this, this year and he's had five assists total in four games. So it's around an average of, what, 1.25 or something like that. So he's putting up Yinka Dare. That's a blast from the past assist um, numbers there. But, hey, well, you don't need to pass it when you're hitting that many shots. But, um, yeah, that Chicago team's interesting. He, he scored 51 in that game, and they were barely you know, struggling to score the whole game. But well, the Chicago team called and players only meeting after that game. Yeah, after. 51 points. Yeah. yeah. And he's had some back issues as well. So I love it when the guy gets going as well. Of course, I've got him on, I think, three of my fantasy teams as well. You know I love the guy. So, yeah, great I to see I think all is not good in that locker room there. Mm, I get the agreed. Vibe, right? you know? Agreed. So, uh, let's see how that plays out. All right, cool. A lot of exciting storylines in the NBA. Um, really looking to see how um, things play out, especially with this new trade we just spoke about for, for between the Clippers and the 76ers. All for right. sure. Let's move on. NBL. I mean, I've been overseas, but I've been able to watch as many games as possible. Thanks to the NBL for streaming all the games live on YouTube. Nice. Last round. What what were your takeaways? 
Yeah, it was an interesting one. It was a big round, wasn't it? There was double headers pretty much pretty much every day there. Um, I want to start with the Brisbane boards there, Woods. So maximum respect for the boards there. No one really gave them a shot. No Aaron Baines. Um, they didn't have no, um, Shannon Scott, yeah. no Shannon Scott. So they're basically yeah. their, their, their little guy and their big guy, really important players. Their key players really were out there. Um, and look, they beat uh, Perth in Perth, which we'll probably talk a little bit more about. And then backed it up with an amazing win um, against Tasmania. And Tasmania, everyone was talking these guys up a week ago as being grand final chances there they're back to four and four and they're, they're struggling yeah, yeah. a little bit Tasmania yeah, they're right yeah. back in the pack and I think it shows you with how competitive this league is this year I mean Adelaide and Brisbane are two teams that have probably been a little bit better than some people thought um I know we'll talk about Perth and a little bit Woods um but I've got New Zealand I've got in brackets Scott Free there right because I think they've gotten a little bit Scott Free there I know everyone's like you know look they've had the you know the NBA NBL sort of games there and I do agree I don't know why you'd want to you know nominate to get to do that and go over there and cross all these time zones and flights but they're pretty pretty ordinary so far. One and four. I think they've got a double this weekend. So they need to get back on track. They've had a little bit of bad um, you know, luck with injuries now. We saw Justin and Jessup um, basically had to get released because of his injury. And we now see Zyle and Chetham. They haven't cut him, have they? They're still well, holding on to him. They're, they're going to get a replacement for all Yeah. Glenn, Glenn Rice Jr. maybe back again? Or? See, no. it was interesting. Olgen was very high on them at the start of the season. He was saying these guys are going to probably be my favourites to win the championship. I never felt that. He's wound mm. that back a little bit now and he said, look, yeah. I'm in trouble. If they lose the next two games, they could be one and six. And it's hard to come back from that in that situation, right? I've got to say, the law firm has been really good for him. I've enjoyed watching him play, but I think it's been at the expense of your boy, William McDowell White. I just don't know that the two of those players kind of mesh well together, right? That's what I said at the start of the season. Okay, mm. you're getting a guy who's a you know, a, a great distributor of the ball. He's led leagues in assists, right? Yeah. You're bringing him to put him alongside William McDowell, right, right? Mm. And so that's kind of, you know, they cancel each other out a little bit, right? So, well, yeah. I mean, if one succeeds, the other might not, right? So, and didn't um, people say Mango Mathiang was going to be as good as Derek Pardon? Did, did I hear that somewhere, or am I, am I imagining things? Look, in fairness to Mango, right, when he played those NBA games, he was allowed to play with a bit of his physicality, right? He, the yeah. verticality rule is, is, is very well officiated in, in the NBA, right? In the NBL, mm. it's not. He gets called for fouls straight away if he goes He does get court, a lot of right? fouls, yeah. And, like, it's, I wish that the NBL was a little bit more lenient on the way they call games, right, so that these mm. centers could could make more of an impact. So it, yeah. it's, it's, it's a bit like a Daniel Dell. Maybe this league isn't particularly where he'll succeed, but he'll go overseas and the game's officiated differently. He might have more success there. So it's not all on him, I don't think, right? I want to throw a question back on you, Woods, because I sure. feel like I've talked a little bit too much about him. Sure. What's sure. your thoughts on the Wildcats? What's going wrong in Perth, mate? Look, the problem is, I was really high on them at the start of this year. I had them to, at the top of the table, right? Because I thought, look, you're, you're lacking rebounding. You've got, you've got Saar. You've got Pinder, right? Mm. Play these guys, right? But yeah. then, you know, you put, I mean, these guys, Jordan Usher, the Webster brothers, they all want to be the man. They all is that defensive the player of the year, Jordan Usher, you're talking oh about? Oh, God, right? You come out there saying that, and you, <laughs> if you talk the talk, you've got to walk the walk. The problem yeah. is these guys all can't respect that Bryce Cotton is the guy that needs to, you know, sort of have the ball in his hand and, and get the most shots, right? And these guys can eat after him, right? Yeah. It's also on John really a little bit, you know? You know, you know what about drawing up some pin downs, some stagger screens? Absolutely. Get, get the guy open for some shots, right? You know, I've said this before in our group chat before. It's a bit mm. on really as well. It's also you have guys like Damien Martin, Mitch Norton, you know, playing uh, alongside. I actually like Doolittle. I know you're not very high on him, but he actually fits the mold of a Wildcats player that does all the yeah. dirty work, doesn't need to get his own. 
but I think um, the cast around him isn't right. And play both Saar and Pinder for extended minutes, man, right? Yeah. You know? How about Ben Henschel? How about perhaps giving him some minutes there? We showed you got 20 points in a game, you know, in the second game of the year. My two cents on that, Woods, I, I do think really his rotations have been a little bit out of whack, but I think there's way too much blame going on him at the moment and not enough on the players, right? So he's not the one that's out there wearing that Bryce Cotton jersey, just bricking every shot he's taking. Cotton's got to get to the basket. He's relying too much on his outside shot. He's got to get to the line, get himself going early. So I don't think that's really his fault, the way he's sort of shooting there. Um, Pinder's been a little bit up and down. You know, he only had one rebound up until three-quarter time last week. Fit, finished with some pretty good numbers there. But, you know, um, Alex Saar, his role probably needs to be defined a little bit more. But Jordan Usher, I mean... I had a few drinks, you know, fair enough, at your, your party after that first game. And I, was, I think I joked and said, oh, he's the MVP. And you know I was definitely joking about that game. But, <laughs> so. mate, he wouldn't be the MVP of the NBL 1 at the moment if he was playing the way he is. I don't know what the guy's doing. He didn't play that whole last quarter against Brisbane, which is pretty alarming there. But I'm not sure. I don't think it's as easy as sacking, really. The guy's got, you know, more than a, you know, I think we're a quarter of the way through the season now, aren't we, for some teams. So he's still got, you know, till the end of next year under contract. Um, We know the Perth owner's basically leaking money everywhere at the moment. They can't afford to bring on a coach like Trevor Gleeson, who's going to command a big salary and still pay out really his um, salary. So I don't probably expect to see a move unless things do get really dire there. But the import one, and that's one that traditionally Perth have held on a little bit too long with, with making these changes there. So I don't know. Yeah, I don't think you need Usher on this team there. I think you could probably get someone that plays a bit of a better role, right? Yeah, 100%, right? You know, a better game manager, someone who's willing to sort of um, put... put Bryce Cotton and the likes of Pinder in, in positions to succeed, right? You know, you hey, point, I said here's one for you, Woods. Cotton, I've said it for years, right? If you could have it this week for the Wildcats, if you could have Jordan Usher or Brady Manick, which one of those two would you pick? Uh, it's a tough one. I like Brady Manick for that role that he feels. Yeah, he wouldn't yeah. have either, but you know what I mean? If it came down to those two, I think he can fill a role a bit better, whereas Usher thinks he's the best player in the NBL, the way he sort of comes out there. and Yeah. I mean, I'd, I'd like it, you know... Uh, you know, like the you see the Mitch Norton type. You know, you know Sh- Shannon Scott, even you know mm-hmm. uh, Scotty Machado, that kind of guy who's willing to get, get the ball to to you know and 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 let others eat, right? Is, yeah. is the one I think they they need. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I say it's, it's it's partly on Cotton. You're right. Mm-hmm. It's also a little bit on really on like setting up some some yeah. some no, no doubt. up some place for him. Sure. Would right? you start Alex Saar? A lot of people have been talking about that this week. Would you potentially start him? No doubt. No yeah. doubt. I'd start yeah. Henschel. Mm. I'd start. Start you'd start Henschel. I'd start Henschel. Start him. Wow. I'd start okay. Him. I'd bring right. Usher off the bench. I'd start yeah. Henschel. Mm. I'd or even Zunik, one of the two. I don't. No, know. No, 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 no. Now you're going too far. Okay. Yeah. All right. Maybe, maybe Henschel. Right. I'd start yeah. Henschel. Right. Yeah. He, play, he could play the point guard position. You could have cool. Corey Webster, Bryce mm. Gordon, maybe, and then the two bigs. Right? Your thoughts on Ty Webster Woods? He's overpaid, man, right? And what's his flexing and carrying on when he makes a bucket, right? Looks pretty bad, doesn't it? He actually should actually learn to make a jump shot before he actually sort of tries to taunt people and doing those sort of things. I mean, yeah, the guy's been pretty disappointing. You know, I'm a big Corey Webster fan, but yeah, Ty Webster, he's he's not really growing on me. I don't think he's really growing with the Perth Wildcats fans as well from some of the things we're hearing out of Perth, right? Yeah. Yeah. And and look, it's just to shake things up, man. Send these guys to the bench. Let them know that, look, if you're not going to play defense and you're not going to fit into uh, the system and what we're trying to do here, you can sit for a while and we'll give another guy an opportunity, like a Henschel, right? Yeah. No, fair call. And Cairns, for me. They're better Mm. than than we thought, man. They should have really won that game against... uh, uh, against uh, Illawarra and, and, you know, it wasn't for the Tyler Harvey uh, buzzer beater. Yeah. Um, and they're without, um, you know, a lot of their guys. I mean, they're, they're a lot without, of guys. They're without um, Taj McCall. They're without uh, Armstrong. What's right? the guy with their third import? What's, what's the deal with him? Man, 
I've said it. What's the point of him even occupying an important spot on that roster? It's weird, isn't when it? When he's yeah. playing five, six minutes a game, right? Yeah. I like yeah. Josh Roberts. I mean, he put mm. up good numbers in college, but yeah. I think he's a surplus of the needs of, of Adam Ford when he's got Yak, he's got Wardenberg. Yeah. Um, Wardenberg's yeah. looked pretty good, actually, I reckon, the last few weeks. Yep. Yeah, definitely, yeah. yes. Um, and look, they've got they've got all bases covered sort of there, you know what I mean? So mm. I think that's... Uh, yeah, and they've got Menenga as well now. So it's kind of yeah. like Josh Roberts kind of is behind those guys in the taking order, right? So, um, yeah, I like them. So they're, they're, they're doing all right. And, and Kings, nothing to be too concerned about. I know we dropped no. a couple of games, but we're all right. Yeah. And you've got DJ Hoke now back as well. So sort of play him into that lineup here. Yeah, I think you guys will be fine there. All right. Yep. Let's see how it goes. Big, big week for actually for New Zealand. They got Cairns this week away. Yeah. And Sydney away, if I'm not mistaken. So let's just go through mm-hmm. the... The schedule and um, let me get some of your thoughts on, on what you think for, for the Sounds round good. ahead. Yeah. So I've actually been fired from my um, slides duties, right? We're putting up the games of the round, so uh, I'll retire my little job of doing that. I think you do a better job with that. That yeah, looks actually, that looks pretty good. You did well, man. You did well. Okay, so let's get into it. So, um, sorry, I got the wrong... Oh, see, see, I wouldn't have done that mistake if I was doing yeah. that, but uh, cool. But um, day after tomorrow, okay, on Thursday, mm. we've got Brisbane versus Southeast Melbourne Phoenix. Yeah. Um, what, do you, what, do you, what are you thinking there? Well, look, both teams in form, are they? You know, both going in on win streaks here. I think Southeast are really looking good with Big Source back in the lineup there. So I'd say this could be a close game, but I'll say um, Southeast do get the road victory in this one. Yeah, I'll probably agree with you there. Let me ask you one quick question. Oh, shout out to Source, he's killing it. But mm. one quick question to you. When, when Baines comes back, I think, I don't know if he's back now or in a game or two, right? Yeah. Would you bring him off the bench? Because Harrison's doing a great job and that lineup's playing good together. Man, I've got to say, shout out to Tyrell Harrison. He did a few things in that game against Perth last week that potentially I didn't know he had in his kit bag there. He's made a bit of improvement there. So what a three-headed monster, though. Rocco, Tyrell Harrison and Bainesy. I mean, that's three of the biggest guys you'll see in one team probably in NBL history. History there, so I reckon he will come straight back into the starting lineup there. But yeah, shout out to, to Tyrell Harrison, though. Yep, for sure, he's doing great, man. I really uh, um, enjoy seeing him on the court after he's battled a lot of injuries over the last couple of years. Right? Yeah, so it's great to see. All right, on Friday we've got a double header starting off at an early game, five thirty, New Zealand versus Cairns. As I said, this is going to be a tough one for New Zealand to go into Cairns and get the victory. They're they're without um, they're without an, an import right, so. I think this is New Zealand's home game, right? The home team first in oh, India. Oh, sorry, yeah. my bad. So my I know bad. it's been my a while. Bad. You've been away. We'll talk for you there. My bad. Um, my bad. That's why it's the early game in New Zealand. It's a game. It's a it is, game. yeah. Um, look, it's a big one for New Zealand, isn't it? I don't expect them to have this replacement import in time unless you've heard, heard anything different there. Um, obviously, we've got to see guys like Lamb settle in now. He's had a couple of good games and a couple of quiet games since he's been there. But um, I like Finn Delaney. He's, he's improved a little bit these last couple of games and finding some form. So I'd say New Zealand will win this one. But I think it could be competitive, though, against your second. Team. Pat Miller is obviously battling that injury. Mm, that was a tough so, fall, wasn't it? So if he's he's doubtful for that game. So if he's not playing, I think the New Zealand should get get the victory there, right? Yeah. yeah. So I think they'll be welcoming back Taj. So. Yeah. Mm. All right, uh, Illawarra versus Sydney. Uh, I know Jimmy asked me to come down and uh, to to watch the game with him this Friday, but obviously after being away for a month, I don't think uh, Rachel uh, would would be too happy with me making a road trip a few days later. But it should be a good game. The 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 highway series, as they call it, right? So um, can Illawarra upset Sydney on their home floor? It feels like they played the first game of the year, didn't they? I think they yeah. played actually on your, your party that night in Illawarra as well. So strange, isn't it? Um, so look, it's unusual you see um, two losses in a row for the Kings there. Um, I'm going to say three losses in a row for the Kings. I'm going to say Illawarra pull out a sneaky upset in this game. Uh, I can't see that happening. Anyway, 
Uh, let's move on. Tasmania versus Brisbane. All right. What do you got? I think Tasmania will get back on track with this one. Um, yeah. Again, losing those those two games last week after such a good start, they'll be hungry back in front of their home crowd. And, you know, Brisbane have had a few games and sort of backing up from that Thursday game. So yeah, I'd say Tassie. Um, Tassie might maybe about ten or so in this game. Look, fair call. So you're calling Brisbane to lose two after they've just won the two on the trial? I am. Yeah, I am. And that's what this league's like, like right? There's it's so many competitive teams now. It's um, You can't have an off day, otherwise you're going to lose, you know, whether it's on your home court or whatever happens here. But it's what we love about this NBL 23-24 season. Hey, so really quickly, while we're on Tasmania, Will Magne, is he done, man? Like, Who? I mean, Who? <laughs> Uh, every week I sort of see him on the bench and I'm like, wow, Will, Will Magna, that guy was playing, you know, 10-day contracts in the NBA like two or three seasons ago, right? So, he look, if they... Two-way deal, man, with New Orleans. Yeah, right? New Orleans, yeah. Um, look, if they could get him back, that's a huge coup there. I mean, he's got so much potential there, but he just can't seem to stay healthy. So I wish him all the best. I'd love to see him out there. Um, I know obviously his time with the Wildcats didn't quite, you know, eventually how... Probably he hoped it would and how the fans hoped it would as well. But, yeah, I'm, I'm hoping he does get back and he can, he can play a role with this team because him and Marcus Lee is a pretty um, formidable inside combo there if they can get going. For sure. And Marcus Lee, as good as he's been, he struggles with, with fouls, right? So you He can... wants that extra six foul, doesn't he? He wants the NBA rules. Give him an extra foul a game, right? So you, you bring another uh, uh, a five-man who's an NBA-quality five-man uh, at, at, at one point in Will Magney. Mm. Certainly going to help that Jack Jumpers team going forward, right? But um, I'm unsure if you'll he'll ever play again. I've got this thought in my head. Is he ever yeah. going to come back and play again properly? Or you never he, know. Yeah, hey, well, shout out to Jordan Crawford as well. He's become a must-watch player in the NBL, hasn't he? I love watching Tassie games and just seeing the way that guy goes about it. He's, he's really good Good to watch. Sure. Shades of a young Jerome Randall, potentially, right? Yeah, possibly. <laughs> okay. Um, Perth Wildcats, Adelaide 36ers. Surely, man, surely you guys can get these, get Adelaide, right? <sighs> yeah. I don't know. I've... I thought last week they had to win that game. There was no way they didn't, and they, they got belted. So, yeah, look, it's going to be a lot of pressure on them this week. Adelaide beat them a couple of weeks ago on Adelaide's home floor. Um, you know, Adelaide's won, what, three out of their last four, and we've lost four in a row. So, I mean, look, I have to say Perth, but very little confidence that they'll get it done. What are, you, what are your thoughts? I think Bryce Cotton is going to have a bounce-back week. So, uh, mm. I mean, I know a lot of people have dropped him from their super coach teams, but I'll be putting him yeah. back in your team, right? Because I think yeah. you've got desire here to actually um, prove... Um, all the naysayers wrong. I think he's going to have a big weekend. So I'm going to go with Perth, right? Fair call, yeah. Um, Southeast Melbourne and Cairns on Sunday as well. So we got, yeah. Yeah. Uh, mate, I'm really liking this Southeast Melbourne team at the moment. So I'm going to sort of keep picking them and um, along, ride that sort of win streak there. So I'd say the Phoenix will win that one. Okay. Well, they're going to be on a roll if they win these two games, as you mm, predict, right? Huge, yeah. Now I'm going to get out to my first game of the season, Sydney versus New Zealand. Um, I'm obviously going to be backing Sydney in that game. You, you've already got them losing the first game of the round against Illawarra, can they? Yeah, I think they'll bounce back in the grand final rematch there. Um, it should be a good game, shouldn't it? They've had some good Sunday afternoon games. I know it's probably not your preferred time there. I know you like those those Saturday night games. And look, they don't have many, do they? I think they might have a Friday night game coming up soon, if I'm not mistaken. But yeah, a, rare, a, a pretty common Sunday afternoon game now. But yeah, I'll say Sydney. And yeah, enjoy your, your first trip to the season, mate. Yeah, Will you be getting one of the Indigenous jerseys? They actually look pretty good the, the yeah, Kings yeah, ones, I thought. Definitely. And maybe a, a Bolden one, surely, right? Yeah, I think that that's the next jersey I wanted to get, mm. a Bolden one for sure. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. That, 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 that's be I nice. was keen to get a Pinder, you know, Indigenous one. I thought that'd sort of go go well as well with the Wildcats, but I'm not going to buy one until they win, so yeah. I'm going to get a Pinder real... and a Bolden jersey. I'd love both those two throwback names, you know. Yeah, uh, 100%. Back their, their, their father's team's jerseys. That'd be yeah, awesome, right? big time, right? All right, final game of the season. We've got a Monday night game coming back. Yeah. Which is nice, right? 
it's the first one, I think, isn't it? And then they don't have another one for quite a few rounds. So it's interesting. Um, you know, Melbourne against Perth there. Um, I mean, look at that. Melbourne just, you know, wins all across the board there. They are stacked there. I mean, they were going so well. I'd actually forgotten about JLA. And he's come back and he's playing angry woods. Have you noticed that? He's coming back and he's firing up at people and he's, you know, protecting the rim and he's putting up shots and everything. So we've seen a very motivated um, Jolowell Achul there. Um, look, shout out to Luke Travis as well. I mean, not a lot of people are mentioning him. Um, he really has been good. I mean, imagine the Wildcats had him this year. They probably wouldn't have gone for someone like Jordan Usher and they would have got a more of a need big man sort of position there. But no, shout out. He's been really good. Um, Huck Pointy against Saar should be good in this game if the two um, you know next stars get to match up against each other. Um, yeah, look, I'll, as much as I will pick Perth to win that game on Saturday night, I'm certainly not picking him to win this one. Um, and I'll, I'll say New Zealand um, get, the, get the W in this one. Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, you, you mentioned JLA and Huck Pordy as well on that Melbourne United roster. You've got two guys, mm. NBA-level guys. Yeah. One starting, one coming off the bench. Field. And Delhi's back as well this week, right? I, I think he would be. I think. Mm. I mean, they could take a bit of a cautious approach with him here because, you know, they're winning. They're on top of the ladder. They could give him another week's rest. Um, I know he's mm. been. I think he's been cleared to play. Let's see how that plays out, right? Hey, maybe Shay Ely and Bryce Cotton will have a competition to see who can actually uh, miss the most shots in that game because both of them have got horrendous field goal percentages this year. So Shay's been doing some really good things in the absence of Ian Clark and Matthew Delavidova. And Ian Clark as well, Woods. Yeah. He's gone up a level, I reckon, this year. He's having probably his best year. He didn't get a lot of time in Adelaide. He's probably looking better than he was that time with Sydney there. But he's an underrated defender. Just and every time he shoots it, I think it's going in as well. So he, I really like watching Ian Clark actually. Well, he's been injured a little bit as well this year. Mm. Has. So, so, I mean, he, he's, he's in that starting role. At least coming off the bench and Clark and yeah. Della Vadova in that, uh, in that backcourt is, is, is a formidable backcourt, right? For sure. A formidable roster, as he spoke of. Right? really is, yeah. All right, man. I thought we'd give Classic Packs a bit of a miss today. I think we, we uh, just coming yeah. back, getting in the swing of things. Um, you know, I haven't lost my job, right? You did it last week and everything, and Mookie did it. Look, there was a little so, bit of doubt, but I think you've handled worry, yourself man. pretty well this week. Um, but yeah, big shout out to those special guests. You know, we started off with Jacinta, uh, we then had Nath, we then had Mookie, and then we then had Stu. So all four of them, you know, great friends of ours, Woods, and they just did a great job filling in. It was a, a pleasure sort of, you know, hosting or co-hosting those shows with them. But no, nah, it's awesome to have you back. Um, you, know, I've, you know, I've missed you. I've probably called you about three times today about various things there. So great to have you back. I think we're going to catch up on Saturday night for a a bit of a feed um, and sure, yeah looking yeah. forward to keep bringing these and what did you say at the start of the show what episode is this 93 93 so that's actually I'm not that good at math but that's kind of getting close to 100 now right yeah we're going to do something special for the 100th episode maybe we bring Lala back on man you know super producer for that 100th episode who was with us from the start yeah we could do right? something like that yeah yeah, yeah. I mean, let's think about it. We'll do something special. Yeah, we'll do something some good. Fond memories or something like that. Yeah, hundred episodes. Good yeah. call. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. All right, man. So take it out. Let, let, let the audience know, audience know a little bit about where, where we can be found and all that, right? Absolutely, man. So um, look, please make sure you um, subscribe. Yeah, you know, like, leave a comment on YouTube there. Um, if you're listening to the audio, we can be found where all audio uh, podcasts are found. Um, give us a follow on Twitter. We're at Throwbacks hoops um some people call it x we still call it twitter um instagram we're throwback.hoops and of course our email throwbackhoopspodcast at gmail.com i should say woods if you want to see some more random jerseys like this andre blatch one that i'm rocking now send us some emails hit us up on socials there see who you know give a request there we're more than likely got one of those random jerseys there and we'll um we'll keep giving the people what they what they ask for right for sure man and i was thinking man since you give all this jazz anyway at the end of the episode 
You spoke about Patreon last week. Why don't you just do that from now on as well? You might as well do it all in one hit. So Sounds go good, mate. You're trying to get some time off here anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well. yeah. yeah. No, absolutely. So, look, you know, if you're able to, to pledge some support on Patreon there, just a couple of dollars a month would really help us there. Um, there's quite a lot of costs that go um, into putting this um, show together. Probably people don't realise that. But, you know, it probably costs us, oh, what do we, maybe 80 or 90 bucks a month, I'd say, to be putting this out there. And, you know, we don't do this for, for money or anything like that. But, you know, if anyone's a regular listener they want to just chuck us a couple of bucks there we'd appreciate that um go to patreon.com slash throwback hoops um if you've got any questions about how to do that just reach out to us but um and also i should say as well we do have some special guests lined up um We've got, um, I won't tell you too much, but an NBL legend. This name is a legend in the, the coaching ranks. Um, also soon to be named into a, a certain Hall of Fame. So probably giving it too many clues away there. But we're going to be getting him on soon. Um, and we've got some other special guests lined up as well. So I can't wait to, to bring those um, in the weeks forward. We do indeed. Um, any final thoughts? Can Perth please get a win this weekend? Honestly, I went to bed in the most grumpy, bad mood ever after that game on Brisbane. I pretty much turned the TV on, threw the remote down, nearly kicked the cat, but I didn't, of course, because you wouldn't do that to an animal, and went to bed. I was just grumpy. I just laid there trying to sleep in a grumpy mood. So please get the win against Adelaide this week and get back on track. Yeah, it's great to be back in the chair. Um, Hopefully both our teams get some victories this weekend from Robbie and I and the whole crew at Throwback Hoops. See you next week. Peace out.